the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. Saints of God, the Bible tells us that our God is a good God. And it tells us that everything that our good God does is good. The Bible also tells us that our God is a God of transformation and manifestation. Well, since our God is a good God, then that means that all the transformations and manifestation that he causes to happen in our lives are going to be good too, whatever they are. The word good means good in any sense, as in the widest sense. So that means that the transformations and manifestation that God wants to cause to happen to me and you are all good in the widest sense. They'll be good in ways that we'll never understand until after they happen to us. The word good also means beneficial. That means that the transformations and manifestation that God wants to cause to happen in our lives will all be beneficial to us. Beneficial in ways that we'll never understand until they happen in our lives. Saints of God, we ought to trust God and let him bring whatever transformation and manifestation in our lives that he wants to do. Because whatever they might be, they'll be good and beneficial in the lives of you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you got a Bible, which I invite you to turn to James chapter 1. And come on, let's have some fun as we dive back into this word that God gave me to give to you so that we can all know the mind that God wants us to have and what he wants to do with me and you. Come on, have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you today. And I'm telling you, it's going to bless you in Jesus' name. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. Transformation and Manifestations. Two powerful things that God desires to happen to each and every one of us. He wants all of us to experience both transformation and manifestation. There's manifestations that God has for you. Manifestations that he wants to do with you and around you, even through you. But yet, for some of us, transformation is going to be necessary even before those manifestations come. That's why we've been talking predominantly about transformation recently. But whether it's transformation or manifestation, it's coming from God, and it's going to be good. James chapter 1 is the foundational text. We're going to read that, do a very brief review. Then we're going to move forward into today's stuff, which is going to flat out bless you if you got an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say to you today in Jesus' name. And if not, well, it's always good to see you in church. Praise God. James chapter 1, we're going to read verse 17. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Starting with verse 16, it says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Don't mess mess this up. Don't, Don't blow this. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow or turning. Notice every good gift and every perfect gift 
comes from above. It comes from God. Don't blow that. Don't mess that up. Because a lot of things that God wants to do in our lives, a lot of us don't look at it as good and perfect. We see it as, oh, it's problematic. But no, anything that God's got for you is good. Anything that he he has in store for you is good. In fact, the Bible tells us, I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love us. Of course, many of us, when we think of that, we think of the stuff. You know, he got some stuff for me. Yeah, he got some stuff for you. But he also want to get some stuff out of you, too. Praise God. So that you can then be the person that he wants you to be and live this thing out like it ought to be. That's why we know that all of it's good. The transformation is good. The manifestations that he has for me and you are good. Because they're all the promises that are made to us by God. God promises things in scriptures about a transformation. God promises things in scriptures about manifestations. God promises us things about what he want to do for us. God promises some things he want to do to us. Praise God to be able to cause good things to be able to happen through us. And all of it's good. We found out that that word good means good in any sense. Good in any sense. That even includes the senses that you don't have. Praise God. Because some of us are limited in our senses of what's good. Praise God. But God's is bigger than yours. Praise God. God has more idea of what's good than you do. So what you ought to do is learn to just trust him. And let God be God and let him do what's good to you. Even if you don't, for the moment, think it is. But you'll find out after the fact. It was good. Praise God. Anybody can testify that God did something and through your life, did something to you that you didn't quite think it was good when it was first happening. You're like, I don't know about all this. Praise God. I don't don't think I want none of this. But then after it's over, you're like, hey, you went Pentecostal on a brother. Thank you. (laughs) Start getting excited about the fact that it was happening for you. Well, that's what God wants to do for you and through you, even this year, too. He got some things he want to do for you. That word good also translates a benefit. Things that'll be a benefit to you, a benefit to your life, benefit to everybody that happens to be with you in life, and a benefit to other people that are you haven't even met yet in life. God said, I got some benefits for you. So we should desire what God has in store for us, including the transformation that God wants us to have. We should desire that. We should want that. <clears throat> I said we should desire that. We should want that. We should want to be transformed. Why would you settle for less when you can be transformed into the best? Why would you settle for less of a life when there's more of a life waiting on you? Why would you settle for less than that and be satisfied with that? You must be deceived. That's why he started off with do not err, my brother. Don't be deceived. Don't be fooled. Don't be tricked. Don't be ganked. Don't let the devil run okey-doke on you, making you think that where you are now is as far as you got to go, and that's all you need to do. God said there's more I got in store for you. First John told us, praise God, the change is available to me and you to be better than we are right now. He says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. And that's, of course, prosper and be in health in his perspective, not in your perspective. You get a couple dollars ahead, praise God. You, you can buy you some better, better, more, better versions of bread and you think that you prosperous, praise God. God said, no, I got something better in store for you than that, praise God. And you start feeling a little better where you ain't aching like you used to and you, Feeling a little better than you used to. You think you're in good health. God said, no, I got, I got better waiting on you. I got divine health waiting on you. But the thing is, we got to cooperate with the transformation process that he wants to do with me and you. So that he can reconcile us back to him and cause all the changes to happen in our lives that he wants to do. God wants us to be able to continue to be transformed until we're just like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I don't know what you want to be. 
I want to be like Jesus. In fact, we found out that God's intent for each and every one of us who are born again is to experience transformation in our lives to the point that we're just like Christ. That's the end goal that he has in store for me and you. Why? Because that was the beginning goal that he had for me and you. When, when the Godhead got together in heaven, we found out in Genesis chapter one, we found out that when they was discussing among themselves what they want to do, they said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Who? The man that's in his image and after his likeness. Is that why people are being dominated rather than dominating in this world like they're supposed to? Mm hmm. Cause they're not walking around in the image and likeness of God like they're supposed to. Look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about you, though. He ain't talking about you, though. Praise God. Because there's a lot of people, praise God, that are walking less than the best of what God had in store for them. They're walking a little closer to the image of, of them that occurred because of the fall rather than because of the reconciliation that God did with us. We're people that's being reconciled. Differences are compounding in our lives. We're getting better and better and more better at living this thing out like we're supposed to. I said we're getting better and better and more better at living this thing out like God wants us to do. So that we can be able to live this thing out like I want to do. He want us to do. And eventually get to the point that he, that we fulfill what he told us to do over in Ephesians chapter five. Turn over there, please. Hallelujah. And then that'll be just about end of the review. Then we can divide, die head first into today's stuff, which I'm telling you is going to bless you. If you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. Ephesians chapter five, which states clearly what our goal should be that God wants it to be. Ephesians chapter five, verse one says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. Our goal, praise God, should be Christ-like. As Christ-like as we possibly can. That's why he told us to be imitators of him. Followers of him is the term that is in the King James, but it also translates and means imitators. He wants us to be imitators of him. He wants us to follow or at least endeavor to follow him as a model or example. That we use him as our example. Because remember, when God originally created man, he created man in the image and likeness of God. Praise God. And we're communing with God in the day. And, we, and get a little training sessions of how you ought to walk that right way. Praise God. But remember, after the fall of man, praise God, a, 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 a particular man found himself in. Two of them. One of them, first of them was sin. Thank you, God, that Jesus Christ was coming to be able to solve that one. Because that one to come to an end. Praise God. Has anybody in here got a chance to be able to be blessed by Jesus Christ paying the price for your sin and delivering you from darkness into the marvelous light so that you can now live this thing right? Isn't that a good news? Praise God. But there's another predicament that comes. He said, I want you to be followers of me as dear children, but yet God is invisible. Oh, to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be that glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. But he's invisible. I don't know about you, but you, I can't see invisible. Praise God. But that's why he gave me Jesus. So he can make the visible, invisible, visible. He can make that which I can't see what I can see now. Because all I got to do is see Jesus. Because if I can see Jesus, I can see who the Father is and what the Father's about. Because remember, Jesus said of himself, I don't do anything other than what I see my Father do. And I don't say anything other than what he say. So through Jesus, I get a chance to be able to learn how a person that's in the image and likeness of God walks every day. I can find out how we're supposed to live our lives. So I don't keep living the life that I lived prior to me being saved, after I'm saved, thinking as though that's the kind of life that God intended for me to live. No, he's trying to deliver you from that into the life that he has in store for you. A new life, a better life. I said a new life, a better life that he has in store for you. And I don't know about you, but I've made a decision in my mind. I've told you about it time after time. And that's that I'm not going to let a drip drop of his blood be shed in vain. 
I'm going to live this thing out completely in Jesus' name. If there's anything in my life that does not line up like he wanted to do, talk to me and an adjustment will be made and I'll do it the way he want me to do because I'm going to live this thing out. If don't nobody else on the face of the earth live this thing out, I'm going to live it out. If don't nobody else walk in the fullness of what he wants them to walk in, I'm going to walk in the fullness of it. If don't nobody else operate in all nine gifts of the spirit, I'm going to operate in all nine gifts of the spirit. I know it says the spirit wills, but he just looking for somebody that wills what he wills. And I find he found somebody. Praise God. Anybody can feel me up in here. Praise God. Anybody else is going to live this thing out like God is, this brother going to do it. Praise God. But we found out we got to look at Jesus to be able to do that because no man has seen God at any time. No one has seen God except for the only begotten of the father. Nobody know what he do. Nobody can see it, but he can. So all we got to do is watch him. Jesus will reveal to us who the father is and he'll reveal to us how the father does what he do. In fact, we found out in the Bible and basic English told us in about Matthew chapter 11. He told us that he'll make it clear to us. Whereas we can clearly see how we ought to be if we're going to live this thing out like God wants it to be. Turn to Colossians chapter 1, please. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Colossians chapter 1. Here's one of the reasons why we should look at Jesus, to be able to find out what we should do to live this thing out like we're supposed to. Colossians chapter 1, let's begin reading at verse 12. It says, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who have delivered us from the power of darkness. And have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son and whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is speaking of the dear son, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Notice he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. Visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him, all things consist. That excites me. I don't know what that do. That run a thrill up my leg. Praise God. I get excited about that. One of the reasons why is because I've found the source. You see, I can, I can ask each of you, how should I live my life as a man that's walking in the image and likeness of God? And you can give me information. You can give me advice. You can give me information. Might be right, might, might not be right. I don't know. I, I, you know, I listen to you and we'll see what happens and stuff like that. And then I can make a decision what I'm going to do. But if I could find the person that was the one that was the originator of this whole thing. And if I can listen to him, ain't no question that I'm getting correct information from him. I said, ain't no, I know my English is bad, but my preaching is real good. Ain't no question I'm getting the right information. And he said that he is the one that created all things. All means, what does all mean? Everything. What's left after all? Nothing. Then that must include you and me. He created us too, praise God, because he was involved in creation too. The father was involved in creation. The son was involved in creation. The Holy Ghost, if you're from the hood, Holy Spirit, if you're from the suburbs, they was involved in creation. And so all of them know exactly what it is that he wanted when he created you and me. So all I got to do is look at him to be able to find out what he say and listen to what he say. And then I could find out what is the right way. Not only that, but he is the image of the invisible God. Praise God. He's the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the image of God that we who are created in his image and likeness are supposed to imitate. I say Jesus is the image of God that we who are created in his image and his likeness are supposed to imitate. 
He's the image of God. That word image right there is the word icon, which means likeness. He is the likeness of God. Praise God, just like it. You remember how people used to see people praise God, and they say, you look just like your daddy. That's Jesus. Just like him. Spitting image. Like he just spit you out. He didn't spit him out. But, but I'm talking about that's the, that's the terminology we would use back then. See, through Jesus, we get the chance to see what the likeness of God looks like. We get the chance to see what the likeness of God looks like. Very important when the God that you're trying to act like is invisible. It's very important. That's because Jesus is the likeness of God, personified. He's the personification of God. He is the enfleshment of God. It's called incarnation in theological terms, but he is the enfleshment of the living God. He took upon flesh, put it on so we could see what he's like, see what he looked like. Remember, we're created in the image and likeness of God. So through Jesus, we get the chance to be able to see how somebody who is the likeness of God, because that's who we are. We're supposed to be the likeness of God. So we can, through, through Jesus, we can see somebody who is the likeness of, John, of God. And we can see how they live out their lives being the likeness of God. That's good news. Remember, we're created in the image and likeness of God. So now we got somebody to look at so we can know what does a person who is in the image of God do? Some other somebody that's in the likeness of God do. That's because he's the image and the likeness of God lived out right in front of me and you. Lived out right in front of me and you. Now, figuratively, that word image means representation. Figuratively, it means representation. Now, see, a representation, by definition, is an image brought clearly to mind. An image brought clearly to mind. That's good news. Because through Jesus, an image is brought clearly to mind of who the Father is. Through Jesus. You know, he's the word. Word can paint images in the midst of our mind. Like, for instance, think of a dog. Think of a dog right now. Think of a dog. Now think of a big dog. Think of a big dog with his tongue hanging out. <laughs> and then look at him growling, too. And look at him coming straight at you. Now, we can come out of that now before he bites you. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> or before you bust him up one or the other. But no, as I was talking, as I was talking, images was formed in your mind. You begin to start seeing it right there in your mind. Jesus, Jesus Christ is the personification of God. He gives us the image of God. He puts an image in our mind that we can be able to carry with us all the time so we can be able to know exactly who God is and be able to live this thing out like we really are his. What a privilege that is given to me and you. Through Jesus, an image is brought clearly to mind of who Jesus, of who the Father is. We get a chance to see clearly. We get a chance to clearly see the Father, who we're created to be like. We get a chance to clearly see the Father. That word representation also means a verbal or pictorial portrait. A verbal or pictorial portrait. A verbal or pictorial portrait. So Jesus is the verbal or pictorial portrait of the Father. Because all we got to do is look at him. And we see everything we need to see about him. All we have to do is look at him. And we see everything we need to see about the Father. who Of who we are created in his image and likeness. So through Jesus, who is a word, a picture is painted in our minds about who the Father is. And the kind of person that we're supposed to be if we're going to be like him. Who the father is. And what kind of people we're going to be if we're going to be just like him. Because if we're going to be like Jesus, I want to be like Jesus. If we want to be like Jesus, then when there's an image that it is that God said, I want to paint in your mind so that you can then be able to have in your mind all the time. So that you'll know exactly what you're supposed to do. If you're going to live it out like I want you to do all the time. 
And how about this? Every time we hear and learn about Jesus Christ, that pictorial picture or that pictorial portrait becomes clearer and clearer, clearer, making it easier and easier for us to be the kind of person that we're supposed to be and live this thing out like it ought to be because we see it in him. And all we got to do is do what he does, live like he does, conduct ourselves like he does. And we're going to be accomplishing what God has in store for me and you to do. That means we'll live it out like we're supposed to. Turn to John chapter 14, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. Now, let's look at Jesus live it out so we can find out how we're supposed to live it out. And what's the effects of the people around us? Praise God when we live it out like we're supposed to. John chapter 14, begin reading at verse 7. Letters in red is what Jesus said. He said, if you had known me, ye should have known my father also. And from henceforth, ye know him and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, quit playing. Well, that's the east side of Detroit, excuse me. Show us the father and it suffices us. Jesus said unto him, Mike, have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that have seen me have seen the father. And how sayest thou then? Show us the father. Oh, I like that. He said, how long you done been with me that you ain't even recognizing when you seen me? You done seen the father. When you seen me, you done seen the father. Ain't nothing else about the father to see other than what you see in me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What would it be like if you had a whole church walking around just like that? What would it be like if you had a whole church walking around like that? People who walk like, talk like Jesus. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. Saints of God. What the Word of God says about our God and what He wants to do for me and you is true. He really is a God of transformation and manifestation, and that's what He wants to do in the lives of me and you. Our God really does want to do transformation and manifestations in the lives of me and you. Transformations and manifestations that are good and beneficial really are what God has planned for me and you. Let's believe God's Word is true, and let's cooperate with God who wants to cause the transformations and manifestation that he wants to happen in the lives of me and you. So that all the transformations and manifestations that he wants to cause to happen in us and our lives actually happen for us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas. 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. We also invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Woman of God Breakfast Fellowship tomorrow morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the brothers from Word of Faith prepare for the sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God straight from heaven just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge for the free will offering will be taken. 
It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation services available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple of sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let the brothers of Word of Faith be a blessing to you at the Blessed Woman of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. Don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe that every born-again believer should echo what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who have been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who have been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. The Bible says, God is not mine. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. The Bible says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with what measure ye meet, it'll be measured unto you again. That's why I know that God's going to not be mocked concerning you and your being a blessing to all of us. Since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you, but he's going to do everything he said in his word that he was going to do. You're going to reap what you sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being a blessing that you've been to all of us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. Once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.